You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Yesterday, I looked at hitters with an unsustainable batting average on balls in play in 2020, and the likelihood that they won't be so lucky in 2021. Today, I look at the hitters primed for batting average on balls in play improvement. But first, a couple of pitchers are changing teams. And craving content in the offseason, you can be sure that I will not be ignoring free agent signings. So let's start with the Mets, reportedly going to sign Trevor May, who's been a quality reliever for the Twins. May had Tommy John surgery that caused him to miss the 2017 season and some of 2018 as well, but since 2016, he has a 3.76 ERA, 1.14 whip, 3.63 fielding independent pitching, and 12.3 strikeouts per nine. 2020, that strikeout rate was up to 14.7 strikeouts per nine, so the 31-year-old ought to be a good setup option for the Mets in 2021. He signed to a two-year deal, and it's probably not going to hurt the Mets and, and make them at least a little bit more competitive. Now, we have a couple signings. The Royals uh, have added a couple players in the past few days. First, they signed outfielder Michael Taylor, who'd been with the Nationals. Taylor's a 29-year-old outfielder. He's typically been a fourth outfielder uh, for the Nats. He didn't steal any bases in 2020, but is 77 for 98 in his career. He does have some power. He hit 19 home runs in 2017. But Taylor also hit a career low 196 in 2020. And in three seasons since that career best season in 2017, Taylor has a 654 OPS, which helps to explain why he's now playing in a depth role. The Royals also signed left-handed starting pitcher Mike Miner. Miner resurrected his career in 2017 with the Royals. He had missed all of 2015 and 2016 seasons, and he pitched effectively out of the Royals' bullpen that year. Then he moved on to Texas, where he was an effective starter in 2018 and 2019, but it went sideways for him in 2020. So he struggled in Texas and then in Oakland. Miner ended up going just 1-6 with a 5.56 ERA, a 1.24 whip, which isn't terrible, and a 4.64 fielding independent pitching. He had 9.8 strikeouts per nine. Now, Miner stranded just 62.9% of his base runners, which was a career low, and he lost a couple of miles off it. Uh, miles per hour off his fastball. And nevertheless, Miner seemed like a reasonable investment for a mid-rotation spot, and Kansas City grabbed the southpaw, who turns 33 later this month. It's a two-year, $18 million deal. That could be a steal if Miner can recapture his form from 2018 and 2019, or just gets a few better breaks than he did in 2020. Now then, Today's topic is on hitters that are primed for batting average on balls and play improvement. And this shortened season left some players with incredibly unlucky results. As I established that there aren't going to be any hitters sustaining a 400 batting average on balls and play over the long haul, it also works in reverse. No one is going to have a 200 batting average on balls and play over the long haul either. As I noted on yesterday's pod, the low end batting average on balls and play since 2000, minimum 3,000 plate appearances, was compliments of Tony Batista at 247. Yes, there will be slow guys, lots of catchers, who are going to be consistently below average in this aspect, but 
there are still some reasonable guidelines. Usually the league average batting average on balls in play is around 300. It was 292 in 2020. So keep that in mind when I'm listing these players who had abysmal luck at the plate in a shortened 2020 season. Now let's take a look at them and see what it might mean for them going forward. And we'll start with Tampa Bay right fielder Hunter Renfro. Not to be confused with the Raiders receiver, Renfro typically is a low batting average on balls in play, only 254 for his career. But that's a far cry from what he had in 2020, when it was 141. Uh, and he's not going to stick in a regular role with a 156 batting average. So he wasn't hitting the ball as hard as he did in previous seasons, but really it's nothing that would justify a 141 batting average on balls in play. Renfro will be better in 2021. Chicago White Sox, DH, Edwin Encarnacion. He's 37 now, so he doesn't get down the line too quickly, but to be fair, he never really did. Uh, Encarnacion's batting average on balls in play for his career is just 253, and that's still a lot better than what he did in 2020 when it was 156, contributing to his 157 batting average overall. Uh, but, you know, Edwin's calling card isn't about putting the ball in play. It's based on home runs and, historically, a decent walk rate. Texas second baseman, Rugnet Odor. Uh, his hard hit rate was down, but his barrel rate was 11.8%, which is pretty good. And yet, the batting average on balls in play was bad, really bad, uh, 157, uh, contributing to his 167 batting average. And it's the third time in the past four seasons that Odor's batting average on balls in play has been under 250. He's due for better luck, but a guy who doesn't walk and isn't getting any breaks uh, surely isn't getting on base nearly enough. Yankees catcher, Gary Sanchez. Uh, as if it's not bad enough that Sanchez struck out 36% of the time uh, in 2020, which is a career high, he also had a batting average on balls in play under 250 for the third straight season, under 200 for the second time in three seasons. If I had to guess, I would expect better luck for Sanchez in 2021 because it's hard to imagine he'd have worse results at the plate. Cardinals left fielder, Tyler O'Neill, the Canadian outfielder, won a gold glove. But in his first two seasons, which were both partial seasons, his batting average on balls in play was 364 and 386, both wildly high and due for a regression. So then O'Neill drops in a 189 batting average on balls in play in 2020 uh, on his way to a 173 batting average. His career batting average on balls in play is now 305. That's probably about right where it should be. Catcher uh, for Toronto Blue Jays, Danny Jansen. Uh, he has a 229 batting average on balls in play through his first 181 career games. Uh, it was 190 uh, in 2020, uh, and even though his hard hit rate was way down, it's still hard to imagine that uh, he's going to hold a 190 batting average in balls in play uh, over the long haul. Um, but uh, Jansen is going to have to do something because he, his career batting average in balls in play being under 230, that's just not a sustainable thing. He's, he's due for better luck. Uh, and Pittsburgh right fielder Gregory Polanco. Uh, his career batting average on balls in play is 286, which is fairly normal. In 2019, it was a career-high 316. So, in 2020, he had career-high hard hit and barrel rates, still ended up with a batting average on balls in play of 193, ended up with a batting average overall of 153. Given his career marks, Polanco is probably a good candidate to bounce back in 2021, and you'll be able to get him for cheap. Uh, during his peak years, Philadelphia outfielder Jay Bruce uh, his batting average on balls in play would fall within normal range, but in 2019, it was down to 200. Then in 2020, it was down to 197. He's not particularly mobile at this stage of his career, but the 33-year-old still hits the ball hard enough 
that you shouldn't be lingering below 200. Well, as we've established, that's not a long-term position for anyone, but you know Bruce should do better than that. So coming up next, more hitters that struggle with a low batting average of balls in play in 2020. Send me your questions. I'm at ByScottCullen on Twitter. Show is at LO underscore FantasyMLB on Twitter. If you want to send an email, direct it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. So now, more hitters who are likely to have better luck with batting average on balls in play next season. Remember, statistical outlier results exist in any season, but especially in a 60-game season. Right? This is a short season, unusual circumstances, so strange things happen. So let's continue with... Los Angeles Dodgers outfielder Jock Peterson, 28-year-old who hits the ball hard, Peterson has had a strangely low batting average on balls in play throughout his career, all except for 2016 when it was 296. For his career, it's 257. So we ought to be better in 2021, but it's also part of the reason that Peterson's never been much of a hitter for batting average. Texas Rangers shortstop Elvis Andros, 32-year-old, has been speedy enough for almost all of his career to finish with an above-average batting average on balls in play. But Andrews struggled in 2020, had a 200 batting average on balls in play, leading to a 194 batting average, and maybe that's a bit of a sign that he's not quite as fleet of foot as he was even as recently as 2019. Philadelphia third baseman Scott Kingery. After a career-high 337 batting average on balls in play in 2019, Kingery's batting average on balls in play plummeted, along with his average in 2020. 200 batting average on balls in play, 159 batting average overall. He did hit the ball harder in 2019, but it's still unlucky for Kingery to be sitting with a 200 batting average on balls in play. Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman Max Muncy, who's been a consistent homer threat, 35, 35, and then 12 in the shortened season uh, over the past three years. But his usually within normal range batting average on balls in play crashed in 2020. Muncy's never a big average hitter, but he should be a little less of a liability in that respect in 2021. Arizona right fielder Cole Calhoun. Early in his career, Calhoun was consistently over 300 in batting average on balls in play. But the past three seasons, it's 241, 265, and 211. I would expect better than 211 in a full season, of course, but he may be a liability when it comes to batting average anyway. He hasn't hit even 250 since 2016. Cleveland first baseman, Carlos Santana. He got all his regression out in one shortened 2020 campaign. After hitting a career-high 281 in 2019, Santana's career-low 199 batting average in 2020 was in part because of his career-low 212 batting average on balls in play. He didn't hit the ball as hard, and at 34, he just may not move so well anymore. And Cincinnati third baseman, Eugenio Suarez. Prior to 2020, Suarez was well above average in terms of batting average on balls in play, over 300 every year. And then last year, it was 214. He didn't make as much hard contact, perhaps in part because he was recovering from shoulder surgery, but it would seem reasonable to expect better results from Suarez in 2021. Texas outfielder Willie Calhoun. He's been knocking on the door as a prospect for a while, but it's tough to gain traction when A, you don't stay healthy, and B, you're running into bad luck of the plate. In 160 career games, Calhoun has a 256 batting average on balls in play, which really isn't helping his case. And in 2020, it was 214 batting average on balls in play and a 190 batting average. There are others uh, that also struggled with batting average on balls in play in 2020. Anthony Rizzo, Justin Upton, Justin Smoke, 
Kyle Schwarber, Shed Long, Matt Olson, David Bote, Ender Inciarte, Shohei Otani, Albert Pujols, and Yoshitomo Tatsugo all had a batting average in balls in play under 230 in the 2020 season. You can kind of expect that they'll do better in 2021. Now, some of those guys also might be considered a, a type. You know, Smoke and Schwarber and Pujols, not exactly quick on the base paths. But this is a stat that already fluctuates from year to year, let alone when one of the seasons is just 60 games. So just keep that in mind. Basically, any of the players at the very bottom of the batting average on balls and playlist are likely to have better luck at the plate next season. In the same way, those who are at the very top are likely to lose a little bit uh, in 2021. So that will do it for today. I'll be back Wednesday with more stats for off-season prep. And look, I've been doing this for a while now on these off-season pods, and you can go back and bang them out. They're quick. I listen to, I listen to podcasts myself at double time, so I can get through these in like seven, eight minutes. And they're basically evergreen. Nothing has happened since the season ended that will really change the content in these podcasts. So uh, if you've missed a few, circle back, and there will be analysis there that you can use uh, as you get ready for next fantasy baseball season. Now, find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And that wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Say hi to Sully while you're there. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. 